just when you thought Spooktober was over, we found a way to bring back the dead. If you don't know what we're talking about, you don't stand a ghost of a chance on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. Luigi's Mansion 3 was released on October 31st, 2019 for exclusively the Nintendo Switch. As with the title, it is the third in the uh, game series. You have Luigi's Mansion, you have Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and then you have Luigi's Mansion 3. It is an excellent installment in the series. It might be one of my favorites. There are some things that I am not a super fan of, but you live with it. So, going back all the way to Luigi's Mansion 1, which is a game that I very recently picked back up, there's a lot of upgrades. So, comparing the two, the graphics are far cry. Talking, the original was released on the GameCube, and this one was released on the Switch. Years apart. So, Luigi's Mansion 3 looks and sounds really, really good. There are some issues that I have, but sometimes the camera just feels like it's kind of slow on occasion, but I think that's just me switching back and forth from more higher-res 4K 60fps games to this. So, sometimes it feels a little slow, but that's okay. That's not bad. The gameplay is, well, it's pretty much exactly what you'd think. It is, it stays almost, almost true to the original GameCube version. You still flash the ghosts your light, and you suck them up with the vacuum cleaner, the poltergust. The big difference is, if you haven't played Dark Moon, I think this has changed since then. So, you don't just pull back and... Pull, pull in the reverse direction they're going, and it takes away their life and sucks them up. You can do that. Or if you pull back, it'll fill up a meter, and you can then hammer on the A button to take away 20 life at a time. This even works on the unique ghosts, which is cool, because then you can take those ghosts and slam them into other ghosts, making them drop what they're carrying to prevent the light flash from affecting them, or whatnot. So, that's actually really cool. They have dropped a couple of the other mechanics, such as fire and ice expulsion, through ice and fire spirits. Um, they, they dropped that. That's no longer a thing. Um, now you can, like, pick up torches on occasion, if you need fire, but that's not really what you need a lot. That's because they added another mechanic, which I thought which was going to be the most gimmicky thing. Gooigi. It's a Luigi made out of goo. Gooigi. It's actually quite nice. It plays in the sense of you can swap characters where you go, I'm controlling Gooigi now. And Luigi just stands there. If you are using the Poltergust when you switch, 
Luigi will continue to use the poltergust. So you're not just swapping between the two willy-nilly. There is some strategy, and some puzzles do require it. So you may be needing to pull on a curtain or a lever, and you have to switch over to Luigi to pull on the other lever to pull both of them at the same time. Which is an excellent choice. The other thing that Guiji can do is, being as he's made out of goo, he is not constrained by bars. So sometimes there's a chain link fence or there's a bar, like prison bars, and Guiji can just pass right through. And they use this, honestly, in my opinion, almost to perfection. There are a lot of puzzles where it's like, oh, yeah, I need to do this. And there's one entire section of the uh, a level in which you have to continually swap back and forth using a switch to open up a pathway for real Luigi to go through, who has to pull a switch to allow Luigi to go through. So they utilize it really, really well. It is probably one of the best swappable character mechanics that I've experienced in a very long time. Which is really good. So, all in all, I think this game is really, really good. There are some downsides, which I will talk about after we hear from our sponsor. But, you know, all things considered, Luigi's Mansion 3 was not a needed aspect, but they brought it back. It was not a needed game. But we did get it, and it's really good. It it tells a goofy story of how they get to the hotel that they're in, and what happened, and you gotta go rescue two toads, Mario and Peach, and uh, Professor E. Gad, turns out. Surprise, he's also there. So it explains how he gets the poltergeist. At first, you're like, how did, how did he get it? No, there's a whole story to it. So, I really like this game. There's a lot of variation in level types. You know, you've got a movie studio, you've got a desert area, you've got, you know, you've just got a lot of different environments. And there's hidden gems, and there's booze. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to go collect. Each level has six gems of different colors that you got to solve puzzles for. So, you got to find a hidden ghost. Um... Using your dark light flashlight, which reveals hidden objects. You gotta go pull this lever to open up this cage, to open up, and there's a lot of puzzles to get a lot of gems. There's not really a whole lot of fanfare when you get all the gems on a given floor, but I still have not figured out if there's a reason to get every gem and every boo. I haven't figured that out yet. Still working on it going to be working on it later on this afternoon as of recording this podcast. So there's a lot to do, not just mainline the storyline. It's kind of like Luigi's Mansion that Luigi's Mansion, you can go get some of the booze, but you don't have to. You can mainline the game. That being said, it's actually, in uh, in terms of hours, it's actually the second longest game. Luigi's Mansion is short. You can finish that 100% at about seven and a half hours, depending upon your playstyle. This one, complete, it's 19 and a half hours, which is not bad. All things considered, not bad. 
So it falls real behind Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which is at 26 hours. So there's a lot of reasons to keep playing. So before we get into the bad stuff, let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor, Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. So, the bad stuff. It is very linear. You complete a floor, you get an elevator button. That elevator button is typically the next level. It's literally the next level up. And then you complete that level, and you get the next elevator button. Which, yes, I understand why they have that, but it is not... So it does not offer that exploratory feeling. Once you've cleared out and got all the gems on a given floor, you don't need to go back to that floor ever again, unless you're going boo hunting. So it's slightly frustrating that it's very linear. So there's that. That's my one of my biggest complaints. It's point A to point B to point C to point D. There's no. There's no variation. It's a it's a straight line game. That's not to say you're railroaded, but you kind of are. Unless, like I said, again, unless you miss gems and you need to go back, there's typically never a reason to go back. About an hour to two hours into the game, you get all the skills you're ever going to have. So, you don't need to go get a new skill or come back with firepower or ice power or anything. You already have what you're going to have. So, you know, you play it careful. The first time through, you're never going to have to come back. The other downside that I have is how boo hunting goes. In the original Luigi's Mansion, there was a light that would flash. It was really easy to understand and to read. In Luigi's Mansion, Three, it's not so easy to read. Your controller will vibrate as it gets closer. And there's no real, like, light indication. You have to, like, go play hide-and-seek with them, the uh, booze. So the closer you are, the more it'll vibrate. However, if you're like me, sometimes it feels like, oh, there are booze right here. And it's not. It's in a different item. And you didn't realize that because... The vibration was just a little stronger right next to that other uh, object. It's frustrating, because then you have to start over the entire hunt. It feels frustrating on occasion, where you're just like, Alright, fine, I thought that was how much it was going to vibrate when I was right next to it, but it's not. It's frustrating. It's not as clear-cut as, the light is blinking faster. It's frustrating. That's my biggest gripe. Other than that, Honestly, this game is amazing. My kiddo's not ready to play it yet, but she's getting there. So anyone can basically play this game. 
I think that if you're wanting to get into Luigi's Mansion, you don't need to play the others. You might not understand who Professor E. Gadd is, but I mean, they just kind of threw him in in Luigi's Mansion anyway. So, I mean, you'll be fine, I think. You don't need to play Dark Moon. You don't need to play Luigi's Mansion. You just need to do Luigi's Mansion 3. Because it's a Mario game. You don't exactly have to play Mario games before you enjoy the new Mario game. So, there's that. For its price point, I think it's got an excellent amount of playtime. I certainly have bought games and gotten way less out of them. So, once I get all the collectibles and everything, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do. What kind of replayability. There is multiplayer, but it's not as good as... Uh, it, it's it, you, One player controls Luigi, and the other person controls Luigi. It can be frustrating if you are playing on two different skill levels, or you kind of know what's going on. There is also a party mode, which I've not really touched because I don't have a lot of people in my everyday life to play it with. So I can't speak to the multiplayer aspect of the game. So I think if you're looking for a game and you're waiting to buy Pokemon Sword and Shield, or you're uh, you're just emotionally disconnected from that game because of the Dexit, then, you know, Luigi's Mansion is a good way to go. So, that is our review for Luigi's Mansion 3. Should you get it? Should you not? I say, you should probably get it. It's really good, simple, fun to play, and it's goofy. And Polter Kitty and Polter Pup. You can't go wrong. So, until next week, stay spooky even as we go into this Thanksgiving and Christmas season. Peace. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in nancy underscore chill you can also find links to the articles games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below thanks again for watching and until next time 